Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Well, I want us to just pray that God will help us. You know, the call to ministry, their faces. Say so we should go to Jerusalem, watch Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth, right? There are faces in ministry, whatever call that God has given to you. Your life has what? Faces. Even in your marriage, it has faces. You have the Bilabedosin stage. Then you start the early marriage, which could last maybe anywhere from 1 to 20 years, depending on how much sugar you put in the marriage. And then you get to the place where, you know, all the kids have also left home and there's the empty nest where you are struggling. Then final stage may be when a spouse is going to be with the Lord or so. So everything in life, there are faces. Can I have an amen? amen? So tonight, I want us to pray that God will give us the grace to go to the next phase of our ministry. Can I have an amen? amen? Do you believe it? That God should give us the grace. At some point in time, all of us are in, at some level, you know, in your Christian life, we are studying about backsliding and all that. But at some point in time, you are somewhere. How many of us believe that we are somewhere? As to whether you are at level 100 or you are at level 1, that one nobody knows. But at least you are at a level. Tell somebody, I have my level. Yeah. Hallelujah. So tonight we are going to pray for the grace of God to be able to shift into our next level in ministry. That whatever God has called us to do, if God has called you to be an intercessor, God should endow you and give you the grace to move to the next level. Hallelujah. So technically, what we are doing is that we are praying for the will of God for our lives, the will of God for our, our children, the will of God. I mean, that anything, and I say that the will of God is like the net. You know, if you go to the sea and you cast the net, Charlie, you will catch a whole lot of things. You will catch Noah, you will catch uh, who, uh, Jonah, all those things that will ever be to the sea or around the sea, you could catch them. So the will of God is the main thing that will catch everything and put us on the right course. Amen. Can I have an amen? So this is what we are going to pray for tonight, that we are going to ask the Lord, the Lord, help us, give us the grace to fulfill our ministry and then the ability to move to the next phase of our ministry. Hallelujah. Because we cannot stay in one place. That is why when somebody becomes born again, they must grow. They must grow. They must mature. You know, we must mature. You know, you don't, you don't expect us to stay as little children. There are changes. There are phases in life. Can I have an amen? And I believe that the Lord is going to give us the grace. So lift up your voice as you are praying for the will of God for your life. When it became so difficult, you know, one thing that Jesus Christ said that, you know, if it is possible, take this cup from me. But nonetheless, not my will, but your will be done. Give me the strength to go through the next phase of my life. That is to actually face death. Face to face, face death. Hallelujah. So lift up your voice and pray that prayer with me. 
Tonight, you are praying for yourself. You are praying for yourself. Don't be limited by anybody, but lift up your voice and pray. Pray for that will of God. Pray for that grace of God. Pray for that mercy of God. Mandola mahandali mamanda. Munumu sangayandele mayandala. Imondala mashendele mesendele belebe. Imankondali mamasaya. Mighty name of Jesus, tonight I stand before you. Father, oh God, I stand before your presence. I'm, oh, I ask, oh God, for your mercy, oh God. I ask, oh God, for your mercy in the name of Jesus. I pray for your mercy and your strength. You'll be able, oh God, to move on to the next phase, the next phase of my ministry, the next phase of my calling. By now, we have all discovered that God has chosen us and has called us and endowed us with some kind of a gift. But pray for the grace to go to the next level of ministry. Whoever you are, just lift up your voice and pray. Mandosa in the Lama Mamanda. Oh, yes, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, asking for the grace, oh God. My God, we ask for the grace, oh God. We ask for the grace of God. We ask for the grace, oh God. My God, in the name of Jesus, to transition, oh God, to the next phase of our ministry. My God, in the name of Jesus. My God, tonight, oh God, we pray for that grace. We pray for that grace. We we pray for that grace. 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 Pray for that grace. Pray for that grace. Pray for that grace. Pray for the Holy Spirit that will shift you into the next level of your ministry. My God, in the mighty name of Jesus, may we ascend. May we ascend. May we ascend. May we come up. May we come up from the level that we are. And oh God, ascend, oh God, into a higher level, into a higher level, oh God, of our ministry and a higher level of the calling, oh God, that is upon our life. For we have been at this level for long but let there be a transition oh god let us oh god change faces lord let it come to pass oh god in the mighty name of jesus my god whatever face whatever face my god whatever face whatever face whatever face that we belong we pray tonight oh god help us oh god that my car pray for that shifting pray for that shifting pray for that shifting pray for that shifting i don't know what you're going through i don't know which level you are i don't know what what where you see yourself but pray Pray that God will give you the grace. Rabando lo boshete lebe, imando le mashande lebe lebe. Imakaya besende le bebe, rekende le bebende le be, inima zanga yando le besa le bebende, rekenda la mashande le be, elama kayande le be, rebende le be le be, inima zaka yande le be, rebenga yaka sanda la baba, rebanga yande le be le be, remeka yesende le be, remeka yesende le be le be. I return and I saw under the sun that the race is not for the swift, neither the battle is to the strong, neither. Yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance um, it happened to them all. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. Time and chance happened to them all. We have all been given that opportunity, but pray that there will be a shifting. Pray for that shifting. Pray for that shifting. Pray for that shifting. Pray for that shifting. Project the scripture for us. Ecclesiastes 9 11. Riches is not for men of understanding. It doesn't matter somebody's understanding. It doesn't matter somebody's riches. It doesn't matter how, how endowed and wise the person is. But Bible says um, that time and chance have led to them all. Time and chance have led to them all. This is Solomon speaking. It's a time and chance. It happens to them all. It happens to them all. It happens to them all. The wisdom of God and the grace of God. Pray, 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 pray. Pray that it shall come to pass. My God, let the 
that be a shifting. Let that be a shifting. Let that be a shifting. May we not remain where we are. May we not remain where we are. But oh God, tonight, 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 we pray, oh God, my God, may I move to the next level of my ministry. The next level of my ministry. Give me the grace to fulfill. Give me the grace to fulfill. Give me the grace to fulfill. My God, unknown territories, oh God, unknown territories that you have for me. Different levels, oh God, of the ministry that, oh God, is set before us. Different levels, oh God, the different giftings, oh God. Oh, pray, 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 somebody. Let your will, oh God,
in one face, O God. Let me be a shift him. A grace to shift, a grace to shift, a grace to shift, a grace to shift. Rabanga Lebaba, come up, Tida, come up, Tiba, come up, Tida, come up, Tida, Mantalabaya. The Lord wants us to come up. He wants us to come up. Move from one level to another. Robo Satele Malababa. Oh, you must see about him. Hallelujah. Can you project the Ecclesiastes 9 11 for us? Can it be projected? I want us to look at something. Oh, wow. I tell you something. I feel there's a shifting. I say there's a shifting. Some of you are moving to your next phase. Pastor Hans, you are moving to the next phase of ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Sometimes we feel that it's because the person is spiritual, the person has a specific skill. That is why the person is doing well. But everybody has faces of their ministry. You pray that you shift to the next level. Immediately you shift to the next level, people will realize that you are moving forward. But we are stuck in one place. So you have been in one place. When you move to that place, people saw you and they saw that you are doing well. But you have stayed there for a long time. So it's like everything, everybody has come to catch up with you. So they don't see it. But you are praying tonight that you are moving. Because the thing is not to the swift. It's not because of how fast a person is going to run. But Bible is saying that time and chance happen to them all. If only we can ask God for his grace and his strength. That time and chance, we have the same chance to do something for the Lord. The race is not to the swift. It's neither the battle to the strong. Hey! When you look at me and Pastor Hans, who has more muscles? It is not by size, but God has endowed you with something to move forward. So don't look at somebody and feel that this person is doing well. It's the grace of God and it's the anointing of God that makes the difference. Amen. Hallelujah. To take me 10 years to get the biceps he has. What a shock. Every day in the gym, two hours. <laughs> Amen. Neither yet bread for the wise. When somebody is enjoying good bread, it is well with them. It's not because the person is wise. But it's only time. Time is what and chance is what is constant to all of us. Then it goes on. No riches to men of understanding. It's not because somebody is wise, is, you know, he understands the system. Somebody look at you and say, hey, Charlie, you are because you understand it. It's not about understanding the system. When God calls you, he gives you what you need to succeed. Amen. Neither favor to men of skill. But Bible says that time and chance happened to them all. So 10 years down the line, it should not be that we have not fulfilled our ministry because we said that we were in a certain corner, obscure corner of Louisville. There was time and there was chance. Are you still here? Amen. I don't know how we ended here, but we are praying that God will take us to the next phase of our ministry. Hallelujah. How many of us want to move? How many of us are tired of this level? Some of us don't even know the level yet. <laughs> it's a good. As long as you don't know the level, it's good that you want to move from this level. The grace of God is sufficient. The message of God. The Bible says they are new every morning. I want to pray. And I say that, Lord, though I may not be swift, though I may not look strong, Though I may not look like I'm wise, 
that I may not have riches. You've given me time and chance. And he who has called us is faithful. He'll bring us to an expected end. I want you to pray passionately for the will of God for your face. The will of God for your life now. And to move you to the next phase of your ministry. The next level. Pray for that grace. Pray for that grace that oh, you even Father, identify Jesus, that. Oh, lift up your, your voice grace. and pray. Mandala pray for the grace. Father, in the, the mighty name of Jesus, your will, Lord. Your, 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 your will, O God. 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 My God, my God, my God. Pray, 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 pray. Somebody, pray, somebody, pray, somebody. My God, my God, whatever God has called you to, whatever God has called you to, Father, may I go, may I shift from this phase to the next phase, the next phase of my ministry, the next phase of my calling, the next phase of my calling. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray tonight. I pray, oh God, in the name of the let your will be done. Let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done, oh God. May, oh God, every member of the church, my God, day, man, to a Sunday, day that, oh God, can see that, oh God, you are working and working in your life. I pray, oh God, may we shift to the next phase. May we move to the next phase. May we not stay at this level, but move us, oh God. Move us. You have given us time and chance. You have given us all it takes up. Whatever we need up. My God, everything that pertains unto life and godliness, you have endowed that to us. You have given that to us. You have given us a gift. You have given us a purpose. You have given us a plan. My God, may we walk up. May we be faithful with what you have given. And oh God, give us the grace to shift to the next level. May we not just be content up. My God, at a level, a level of lowness, love. But oh God, give us the grace, oh God, to move to the next level. Attempting great things for you. Attempting great things of God. My God, in a mere May I come up to them. May I come up, oh God. May I leave, oh God. My God, this level of and oh God, enter into the next phase of the next phase of my ministry. The next phase of my ministry. The next phase of my ministry. The next phase of your will for my life. My God, my God. I pray for your church. I pray for the children that you are giving to us. May they move to the next phase. May there be a shifting. May there be a shifting for the pastors that you have raised, oh God, in our area. The lady pastors, oh God. My God, the laborers, Lord. The church workers, Lord. My God, in the name of you, let there be a shifting. My God, teach us and show us, oh God, how to move on. My God, to the next level. Time and chance happening to them all. My God, your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace. As for the grace to do his will, as for the grace to do his will, as for the grace to do his will, as for the grace to do his will. For his grace is sufficient for you and I. His mercies are made perfect unto us in times of our weakness. My God, your grace, your grace, your grace. Oh, we thank you, Lord. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. 
My help cometh from the Lord, the one which made heaven and earth. He said, He will not suffer your foot, thy foot to be moved. Lord, that keepeth thee, He will not slumber. the moon by night, oh, he shall preserve thy soul, oh, even forevermore, oh, my help, oh, tell the Lord, my to all of us. We lift up our eyes to the hills. From whence cometh our help? Our help cometh from you. You are our shield. You are our protector. Tonight, oh God, we ask for your mercy. We ask for your grace to fulfill your will concerning our lives. And then also a shift into the next phase of our ministry. May we not just remain dry and just remain in this place. But, oh God, may we move up to a higher level of ministry. May we move up, oh God, to a, a higher level. Attempt great things for you, oh God. May it not be said of us that you gave us so much, but we did little. We thank you and we bless you. We give you praise. All of my help cometh from the All of my help. seat. Amen. The Lord is our help. Hallelujah. God is good. Oh, are you here? Give five people a high five. Give five people a high five. Give, give cinq personnes, cinq personnes high five. Give cinq personnes high five. Cinco personnes. Hallelujah. What a God that we serve. Amen. Oh, are you blessed to be here? Hallelujah.
We thank God for wonderful things. We are still on our backsliding. Amen. Hallelujah. We started looking at how the Bible describes backsliding. Amen. And then we went on and we saw the causes of what backsliding. Hallelujah. Today we want to move on. We want to look at the symptoms of backsliding. Hallelujah. You know, somebody who is knowledgeable in an area, a symptom, you can ask the doctors and the nurse practitioners, symptoms are very important. Hallelujah. Some of you, as you are here, if somebody is shaking or jerking or something, you can feel that the Holy Ghost has come upon them. Meanwhile, they could be having some liver failure or something is going on. Hallelujah. See, somebody is gaining weight. They are drinking water a lot. They are peeing a lot. They could be diabetic. They could have something going on inside. Their pancreas or something is not working right. Hallelujah. So symptoms and all those things are very important in this life. Hallelujah. Just like if something is wrong with your computer and a computer person comes to stand there, based on they will ask you when you call them, first they, they will ask you that, what message are you receiving? Or how is the thing behaving? You know, you tell them the symptoms, what you are seeing, and then based on that, they'll be able to what? Tell you what is going on. Click this, click that, click that. Hallelujah. So the same way when it comes to our Christian lives, hallelujah, every Christian must know the symptoms of backsliding. Because what? Symptoms reveals a condition that probably may not be what? Visible to the eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, some people, when they have headache, what has headache got to do with the stomach? You see, no, somebody is hungry. That is why they are having that headache. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. So it is very important and it is very relevant that you and I, we have understanding of what are the symptoms of backsliding. Brother Bright, what do you think? It's powerful. It's powerful. Hallelujah. The first symptom is the symptom of the soul. The symptoms of the what? Of the soul. Hallelujah. What happens inside a person is very important. The man is a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Amen. Your soul has to do with your thinking, your emotions, and your feelings. So when somebody is not right in their soul, it will be manifested in the physical. That you'll be able to identify that this person needs help. Can I have an amen? So the things that happen in your soul, the early detection of symptoms can save a person's life. A Christian who is about to backslide, remember what we said that when somebody wants to backslide, their first, you know, idea to slow down is actually the beginning of the backsliding. Because when something is going forward, it cannot just immediately turn back and be going backward. The thing has to slow down, come to a stop, then it goes back. You know these fans that we have? You know these fans that we have? We have a, a switch. I don't know if we have seen. There's a switch on the top of the fan that when you switch the fan, it can either go clockwise or counterclockwise. I came to discover it here. The fans that we have in Africa is one way. It goes one way like that. So I came to discover it, and I, I came to find out that Depending on the direction that is going, it, during winter time, right? If it's blowing in the other direction, I, I, I forgot whether clockwise or kind of, then it causes what the heat to come down. The other time also, then it will let what the like 
when it's hot, you switch it to the other direction, and then it actually have you receive the air. So there is a reason. But you realize that if it's going in one direction and then you switch it, it actually has to come out and stop. Then it begins to go in the other direction. Can I have an amen? So when a Christian who was on fire for the Lord decides to turn the fire down, that is the beginning of backsliding. Even though still the food will be cooking. Ladies, when they are cooking and then they, are, they have one or two things to do, they turn the oven or something, they turn it down to maybe you say put it at, at 250 or 300. Then they can go up, they go and shower, and when they come, they still the food is cooking, the food is not burning. They have, the, the fire has backslidden. It has gone down. Some men, uh-huh. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So the symptoms of the soul, which is very important, it points out where the person is, your feelings, your attitude. It's like you don't feel like doing the things that you used to do anymore. You have actually started backsliding. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. So when we take this, the story in Matthew 25, we're talking about the, the ten virgins. Five were wise, five were full. Hallelujah. The matter was not about whether they were virgins because the Bible says that there were ten, what, virgins. The matter was not whether they were invited or they were not invited. All of them were invited. All of them were dressed up, ready to meet the bridegroom. All of them had a lamp. All of them had oil. But the difference was the extra oil. Can I have an Amen. Hallelujah. So all of them had the same chance. Time and chance happened to them all. All of them, they were. But the condition of their heart, the people, the wives, the five wives, they were more on fire. They were looking forward. They were getting so serious with the things. The state of their soul was on top. The others were just, you know, just, you know, we are, they, they say we should go, so we are going. Many people come to Christian because they say they should go, they should come to Christian. I mean, it's like, as the custom is, every Sunday since they were born, they follow their mom to church, but they don't know why they themselves, they are coming to church. Are you still here or you have gone home? Are you still here or you have gone home? So that was it. It is the state of a person's soul. So as you are there, you need to examine your soul. You begin to examine yourself. What has changed in your Christian life? What has changed about your love for God? What has changed about your attitude towards God? Because these people, they were all looking forward to the bridegroom coming. But at a point in time, the Bible says that they all slumbered a little bit. They dozed off a little bit. But the others, as they were dozing off, they would get up and then still cabay a little bit, pray a little bit along the line, just to keep their spirit man going. Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. So the symptoms of your soul... Every one of us need to examine your soul, your feelings, your emotions, your passion about the things of God. You still have to examine it. And when you realize that the thing is not working right, it's a symptom that you are on your way. You have decided to slow down. And that is the beginning of your backsliding. Can I have an amen? And this thing, it can happen to all of us. We can be preaching, but we are, backslid we are backsliding. You know that? Because the thing, it has become like... I mean, right now, preaching is not a headache. Pastor Hans, oh, every day you can mesmerize your members and then it's like it's not anything like that. If you don't take care, you will not have intimacy with God anymore. But he called us, first of all, to be with him that he may send us. 
Hallelujah. So we must all endeavor to be close to God. We must. Hallelujah. Ask the person sitting in you what is in your heart. What's going on inside you? It should show you the condition of your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Bright, what is in the soul? <laughs> Has the soul started to slow down? You used to pray for five hours. Right now you pray for five minutes. What a shock. You have to know that the soul is something that's gone wrong. But the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Hallelujah. If you detect any symptoms in yourself, then you have to begin to rise up and begin to fight it. Hallelujah. Don't wait till it's too late. A lot of people, they keep the thing and they're having pain. They keep it, keep it pain in the breast. They keep it. It's, it's, it's nothing. I just didn't sleep right. But by the time they wait, well, they will get there and then the, the, the prognosis will not be good. It will be too late. Hallelujah. So let us examine our symptoms, what is going on in our lives, that we may be able to what? Seek for the necessary help. Hallelujah. Another symptom is keeping bad company. Some of us have, have become Christians, but still, we have some really, really, some way friends. We have friends that drink. I, I don't see anybody here who have they didn't come, but I'm preaching, so I'm giving the point. Tell them. First Corinthians 15, 33. Bad company will ruin good morals. They're keeping bad company. The person around you, the person that is around you, you should not have any unbeliever friend. Now, now, you should not have even one. When I have a party, not even a single one. Sometimes you realize that old uh, student association, your this and they have had something and then they can post anything on there and you are also on. You better leave quickly. Because those things that you read, it doesn't profit you. The pictures that they post there, it doesn't profit you. Even though it's an association you need to belong to. But you have to examine yourself because if you don't change them, they will change you. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? A bad company reveals what is in your heart. It's like when you are still looking back, when you are still keeping unbeliever friends around you. Say, but pastor, you know, we have to, we have, to have them so we can change them. That's what I'm saying. If you don't change them first, they would end up changing you. Say, so, you know, pastor, I mean, I go to the club, you know, but I go there, I don't drink. Me, I ask for Coke. And as I'm, I'm sitting there and they are drinking, Things you see with your eyes, that one alone, you are better off staying in your own house. Hallelujah. There's a saying that show me your friend and I'll show you your character. Show me your friend and I'll show you your character. You are walking with a friend, and every time your friend dresses, they are wearing micro mini skirt. It will not be long. You'll be wearing super micro mini skirt. Show me your friend and I'll show you your character. Hallelujah. If you are a real believer and you want to remain in Christ, 
then you need to have good friends. Friends that would encourage you. Friends that would talk to you. Friends that would promote your ministry. Friends that will not be envious of what God is doing in your life. If you have a friend that, you know, when you go to church, they have a problem with that friend does not qualify to be your friend. Say, you always, you are going to church. Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, why are you going to church? Every time you, you are going to church. Those friends, you must delete. You must use your pinky finger. Delete them. Delete them. Delete them. And surround yourself. Because everybody gets low. And when you are low, you need somebody who can give you one or two verses to bring you up. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? You have gone home. Can your wife be a bad company? Uh, Husbands. Can your wife be a bad company? Hey. Can your wife... Dr. Tunde, can your wife be a bad company? It depends. Yeah. Pastor Hans. <laughs> no, I'm not asking, I'm not asking specific to our wife. I'm asking about general that can a wife be a bad company? Let me put it that way. It depends. I'm not talking about our wives here, I'm talking about the other wives. Those that didn't come. Can a wife be a bad company? How? If what? Uh, Say that again. If she doesn't promote you. (laughs) She doesn't promote you. (laughs) You're always demoted. Hey! What a shock. Yes, Solomon, in spite of all that he did, building the temple of God, Bible tells us that his wife's turn is, is hard against God. That is why if you're a single person, you're not married. Charlie, don't marry a non-believer. Everybody here looks like if they're not married, they're seriously bonded. Everybody is married, but he is seriously bonded. It's too late to change his mind. Hey, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, bro, this one is for you. It's for you. If you are not married, don't choose anybody, any wife by their looks. The person has to be someone who is godly, who can promote the call of God upon your life. Because many ministers, their life have been turned off. When the lady comes, we will scrutinize her, all of us. Yeah. We have 120 questions. Are you still here? Because trust me, I have pastor friends. One, one of my very closest friends. Hey, the wife told her that, you know what? When I married you, you were not a pastor. Now if you have, you have become a pastor, you are on your own. Hey! And if your spouse tells you that you are on your own, you will not go far. You will not go far. I'm telling you, you will not go far because the war, no. Satan will jump and come and be on the head of your wife proper. You will see beatings. They'll beat you in the realms of the spirit every time you are tired about the work of God. That's why bless God for spiritual wives and godly wives. Are you still here, somebody? Hallelujah. Bad company. Whether it's your brother, 
whether it's your husband, whether it's your wife, whether it's your boss, bad company can corrupt good morals. And so, when you begin to keep a lot of bad companies, realize that you are backsliding. Hallelujah. It is okay that you have a, you are throwing a mega party. You know, a lot of times when people come and they say, you are doing counseling, I say that your wedding, you should not serve alcohol. The people's faces have changed. Yeah. But if you are for God, go and read. You, you, you remember the scripture. Where, where is that? Habakkuk 2.15. Woe unto you. Don't serve alcohol. Let them go and do their own harm. But don't let it be attached to you that in your wedding, somebody so-so and so did so-so and so because they had free alcohol to be a curse upon you. May that cup bypass every one of us. Number three. Looking back. It was said of one sister who became a believer that the day she was giving her testimony as she was talking, you know, how she used to have a lot of boyfriends, travel the world, so much excitement. Then it got to the point that she was saved. I said, oh, then I got saved. Immediately it got to the point that she was saved. Her voice, her demeanor and everything went down. It was, she looked sad for being saved because she was looking back to the world and the fun of the world. Anytime you, you are dealing with somebody, you know, and then you see you are married to somebody and when they talk about their past boyfriend or girlfriend, you, they, their face will brighten up like they will be bright. And then when they think they talk about you, then it's like a dark cloud has formed on their face. This person has backslidden a long time ago. Their heart is not with you. Allow them to go. Can I have an amen? amen? Symptoms. 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 These are symptoms of backsliding. As soon as you are able to look back and then look back to the things that, you know, are not relevant to where you are right now and then you talk happily about that. But what is going on right now? You are not happy that backsliding, your heart is departed. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says we should guard our heart because out of that comes what? All the issues of life. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. Do you remember Lot's wife? When the two angels came and they said, hurry up, let us go. God is about to destroy. Bible says that he turned and he looked she looked back and she was turning to what? Pillows. Genesis chapter 19, verse 17. She looked, she was specifically told not to look back. But listen, she, she, she was looking back because of the things that she had done in the past. Nice things. Used to go to the club. I used to know you know, drink, you know. Every now and then, somebody said, I, every now and then, I just take uh, red wine just to expedite her digestion. That's an appetite. Have you heard some before? Yeah. So every now and then, you know, Bible said that we should drink, but we should not. Where? 
Are you still here? Hallelujah. She turned back. And as she turned back, she was turned into what? A pillar of salt. Listen. When you look back into the world, you have a high tendency of freezing to the things of the world. And that is the beginning of a backsliding. What is the point in after we have struggled, we have preached the gospel at the very last minute, we look back to the world. Hey, sometimes the people who have been bad before, who have genuinely been converted, they are safer than the people who never had any badness. But when they are there small, they go on internet and they look at some of the bad in the world and then they like it. But that cup will bypass us. Tell somebody minus me. Hallelujah. You'll be excited when you talk about the things of God. You will look forward and not backwards. Very bright. You look forward to the higher call. You will step into the higher call. You will not go and look back and say that, hey, Charlie. Are you still here? Are you still here? If you are longing so much to look back, so you are just looking back. Remember those days, my heydays. Remember this. I remember when I used to sing wedding music. I remember when I used to do this. I remember when I used to do this. I remember when I used to, as you continue to remember these things and your mind if is fixed to those things, you are, I mean, genuinely going to fall by the wayside. Hallelujah. How many symptoms do we have so far? Number one is what? Symptoms of your soul. Uh-huh. Number two is what? Bad company. Amen. Bad company. Wow. Hallelujah. But can good company also tend to bad company? Yes. Peter became Satan. Get deep behind me. Remember, after you have said that you are Christ, the son of the living God. So you have to be constantly watching out. Remember Job's case. The wife gave, said that, you know, curse God and die. Turn and look at you and say, you are talking like one of those foolish people. So every now and then, some good company can turn into bad. Somebody can even corrupt you from doing the work of God. Ah, are they paying you? Every time you are at a church, you know, this, 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 are they paying you? you? Every time you take your car, you sit in your car, you buy your own gas, you drive to Lexington, what's wrong with you? But you have to delete that person quickly because they will prevent you from fulfilling your God-given ministry. Hallelujah. Too much miles on your car. Hey! Right home. Too much miles. Tell where. Hey! I have come to discover that when you buy a new car, the people... When you, when you lease, let me not say buy. Because if you are buying, you are buying. They know, the way they are able to calculate that when they tell you that your, your child's bus will get there, 6.45, exactly 6.45 is there. They have calculated to know that by the time you finish paying for the car, the car is due for mechanic. 
I'm telling you, one of our cats, the, the week I signed the final check, the following week, I had to visit a mechanic. It's like, they have calculated the thing in such a way that they know. Then your mind is thinking about, you know, you need to go for another one. You two, I don't have money. And then you go and enslave yourself again. Will not be victim to those mistakes anymore. The warranties, yeah. Every time you buy something, watch out. Your battery is dead. When you go, they say, oh, recently happened to me. They said, I just missed it by three days. And so, <laughs> they gave me, hey, these people, eh, they calculated the thing. They know that by all means. Felipe looked at me and said that, Sight attachment every two years. Take it to and say the battery is not working well. <laughs> they have to change it for you. Because they said you just went out of your warranty window. Then they will give you $34 as credit. And then you pay like 120 something for the price. No, I don't say, if you had come just last week, you would get the battery for free. So they know. Are you still here? How did we get here? All right. What's the third one? Looking back. Don't look back. You are in a good place. Wherever God has brought us. That's why I wanted, I wanted us to pray. Pray that God will take you to the next, next phase of your ministry. Charlie, we have to be doing something more. Winning souls or doing something. Understand. Doing something higher than what we are doing now. There has to be another phase. There may be so many souls in Jerusalem, but also you cannot save all of them. There are some in Judea. There are some in the most part of the world. So you must position yourself to move. If we stay, we will die. If we stay in one place, we will die. Don't be... I'm an MD. So you there, you preside on an MD ship for the rest of your life. You have to move to become a chief shepherd. And then you're from there, you move to become a pastor. Then you keep on moving. Or gather people that you are teaching, even if you are not a pastor. A shifting. That should be a shifting. Hallelujah. Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. Wow. Number three or number four, right? Overconfidence. It's the same thing or backsliding? Overconfident. Are you still here? When a person becomes too overconfident, the person is now trusting in their own abilities. Let me tell you, every Sunday before I mount this pulpit, I feel some things in my belly. Because I can stand here and my message will not work. So I, I totally feel. That's why before I come down from there, I have to feel a relief. I'll come early in spite of getting up at dawn and preparing and all those things, doing everything. I have, to, I have to come early and come and settle in the place before the masses will come. It's the same message you preached last week. I mean, I can come on Sunday and preach the same message and it will not work at all. It will not work. So, overconfident person is someone who has too much trust in his abilities. It is dangerous to be overconfident as a Christian. Being too confident 
in your righteousness and in your own spirituality is a bad sign. Can I have an amen? Amy, I've been a Christian for 20 years. You know how long I've been a Christian? But you have no fruits. You have nothing to show. You are barren. He's serious, though. So if we don't take care, we mature in the things of God and we become a hindrance to people moving forward. Are you still here or you have gone home? 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Let he that thinketh his standard take heed lest he falleth. Hallelujah. The fact that you are matured does not ensure that you make it to the end. You still have to work out your own salvation daily. You still have to take up your cross and follow. Because the thing, it will not be about the number of years you have been a Christian. Remember, the first shall be the last and the last shall be the first. It means that many people will fall by the roadside. But may the Lord help us. Hallelujah. When a Christian continues to boast about his strength, Satan hears him and decides to test him. Such a person is a potential backslider. Because Satan, he likes challenges. As soon as Jesus Christ felt that he has fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. All right. You think you have fasted armor. Now let's see. It was only the word. And then the Holy Spirit. Presence. That is what saved him. Can you imagine if Jesus Christ himself turned the stones into bread? Just like Adam. That's a shock. I was like, me, if, if one, one man said that when he gets to heaven, the first person he's going to look for is Adam. Say, <laughs> you. As soon as he gets to heaven, he said, Where is Adam? Then go, he'll go and hold him and ask him why he ate the fruit. <laughs> what a shock. But the Lord will help us, God should help us. And deliver us from all these temptations of Satan. And the things that he does to cause us to fall. When David heard that Saul was dead, he didn't ridicule him or rejoice over his death. David could have lashed out at Saul and criticized him at that time. He could have taken the opportunity to talk about how Saul had been disobedient and stubborn. He could have discussed what led to Saul's downfall. Instead, he declared in 2 Samuel 1.20 that tell it not in Gath, publish it not on the street of Ashkelon. Hallelujah. Preserve it. No matter how, the, the, you know, the guy was a threat to him, still, was not overconfident that, aha. Uh -huh. Some of us, even if somebody crosses us on the road, Charlie, our prayer, have, have we all prayed that prayer before? So somebody passed you roughly and said that, this guy, police should stop him. 
you didn't intend to pray that prayer, but it came out of your mouth, or you, you taught it. Then, along the line, you see, Pini, 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 say, yeah, this is the guy. He, he thought he was smart. And then you are happy. Hey! God forgive us all. Hallelujah! The next one is stubbornness. Stubbornness. Stubbornness is a sign of what? Backsliding, oh. That you, when they give you godly counsel, you don't take. You do what you want to do. You do what you want to do. It's like you are bent in your ways. You are stuck in your ways. And such a person is likely that what? You backslide. Ecclesiastes 4.13. Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be what? Admonished. Everyone needs counsel. Everyone. That is why in every marriage there must be a referee. In every marriage, there, will be, there must be a referee. The best person, one time I heard that Bishop Doug said that the best lady to marry, one of the seven, the, the, has a major, seven types of women you should not marry. Seven types of women you should not marry. And then another time he was saying that the best woman to marry or best person to marry is someone who has a father figure in their life. Not their biological father per se, but somebody who has one person. That when they are doing something, they say that, if you don't stop, I'm going to tell this person, that person will behave. That somebody that anything is, oh, forget about my father. Forget about the pastor. Forget about this. That person is a red flag. Because if they have no father figure in their lives, then you. You are you, are you that they see your dirty linen and everything. Then you, then you, you will be nothing. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Are you still here? Stubbornness. 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 Don't be bent in your ways. Don't be stuck in your ways. Listen to godly counsel. When they speak to you, take it and then apply your life with it. And then move. You should be able to tell you, look at you and say, that this thing that you are doing, don't do it. Stop it. You just have to stop it. Just like your child would obey, you just have to stop it. Because sometimes it is not, you don't need a reason to do something, but simply because your father said don't do it, that's why you have to do it. It's part of honoring. Are you still here or you have gone home? Do we have time? Oh, we have a lot of time. Can I have an amen? I want to end on this one. Christian surprises. Christian surprises can cause you to, to backslide. Hey! Christian surprises. What could be surprising in there? He said, there's something I call Christian surprises. Christian surprises are surprises that are unique to the Christian experience. These are shocks you experience in the course of your Christian walk. Sometimes you go to a church, the way the people behave, you get shocked or you, you see somebody fall and then you get so shocked to the point that you, you, you don't recover from the shock and you yourself, you backslide. Was this Sister Bossidi who posted something about somebody who came to a church or something was leading the church 
or something, and then before they left, the pastor gave them a glass of water and told them to walk around the church. So as they had a glass of water, full glass of water, as they walked around the church, and then they were going around, they went around. After that, the pastor asked them, you know, did they feel all those things that were happening? They said that they didn't feel it. Why? Because she was concentrating on the water not to spill it. And the lesson was that if that be the case, and focus, focus on your worship to God and not the people around you. We look to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. If you don't take care, you can backslide because of a shock. Sometimes I can say something in my preaching that you don't agree. You will be so shocked that you can backslide. God is busy and surprises. Hey! As for more, the thing is not just the world, though, also inside. They're shocks. You thought you were going to take a church member who leads prayer as a roommate. As for more, when they get home, You get so shocked that the person is able to then the whole place has changed. You are so shocked. You are so shocked that if you don't take care, you yourself, you backslide. It's amazing. Wives that prepare husbands. Prepare the husband and when you feel, oh, pastor, you know, can I hold your iPad? Oh, your shoe, can I clean your shoe? And your husband or your wife will be watching and say, this one, this one. They get so shocked. If they don't recover, they will not go to church again. There are many husbands who cannot go to the same church with their spouses because of the way their spouses behave. So if you come to church with your, your spouse, Charlie, you are an A1, A1 spouse. Clap for all the A1 spouses. In that least, you can stand being in the same place with your wife. Some people, they cannot. And if you meet them, it's like, when the person is around believers, they behave like an angel. But when they are out of that company, they are like a tigress. Or a tiger. Christian surprises. But let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Focus. Focus. Whatever has been given to you, focus. Because people around you, hey, I'm telling you, if you don't take care of the thing that you are doing, you will lose focus of what you are doing. And then begin to think about men. Because your heart will be broken. You would hear, I've told you a story about somebody who wrote something and as I, I was going to pray and then I just turned my head and I looked at the letter on my, 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 my passenger seat. I looked at it, you know, somebody break in front of me and I hit the person. Bah, that car was so tough. I could not believe it. It was not because, church member, it was not because I was a pastor. I paid for the person to go for a camp meeting. And then the long stretch hours of meeting, the person could not handle it. And then wrote some message. What's the meaning of that nonsense? 
Some of the people, pastors were sitting in the front, who were dozing. When I read the thing, I said, hey! And that day we were in there, I was going to pray. And as I was going, I can't believe it. I was just turning to look at the letter again. On there, somebody breaked in front of me. I almost died over that. If it, that shock could have had me backslide from the church. So if that is how the pastoral work is, I have finished. I have finished. Because sometimes you'll be told to do this and then different instruction will come to do something else. If you don't take care. They say we should have prayer meeting at 2 o'clock. And then you have been doing that. And they say, no, you let's do it at 5. There's a camp meeting. We are supposed to go to a camp. Then they change the camp meeting at the last minute. If you don't take it, that shock. But you as a Christian, you have to be rooted and understand what you are doing. Because the mind has no use if you cannot change it. We can change our midweek services to Thursday. It may work better. But that should not shock you, Diane, because they changed the time. So when you if you don't take care, that shock can cause you to backslide. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? People were surprised Jesus Christ went to places and did not heal all the sick. He goes to a place and maybe he will heal just one person and walk away. The person who is sick, they sit down and they are shocked. That the person who healed the sick, the blind sees and all that, they came and passed and I was not healed. If they don't take care, they will never follow him again. But blind Bartimaeus kept on screaming, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In spite of saying, shut up, he was still screaming. I will not keep quiet until I receive my healing. Are you still here? Are you still here? Try not to be surprised. Because when you are dealing with human beings, there will be surprises. Remember, that everybody that you are dealing with is a man or a woman before they became of God. You can easily backslide. You can easily backslide. You can easily backslide. Why does she call herself a Christian when she does A, B, and C? Everybody's a work in progress. Everybody's a work in progress. And carry the faith. He that thinketh he standeth should take heed lest he fall. If you begin to point fingers, what is happening is that as you are pointing the finger, the rest of them are pointing towards you. Take care of what is in your eye before you think about, you know, you're thinking about a peg in somebody's eye. While you, you have a log. You have left your glasses at home. And then you are complaining. Make sure you are wearing your glasses that you can see clearly before you begin to complain because you will never know the intensity and the heaviness of a job that somebody is doing until you have been given the chance to do it. You will never know. You will never know. And it may come to you as a shock. I will say, hey, this is your life. I don't think I can leave it. This struggle, this job, every time pressure on you, if this is the thing that I can 
Because everybody has been made differently. If you don't take care, that shock alone would overburden you. And you may fall. But I pray that God will save us. I pray that we will not backslide. But we will fix our eyes on him. The altar of our faith. Shall we rise up to our feet? Fix my eyes on you, the author of my faith. Casting aside every sin and every weight. I fix my eyes, I fix my eyes on you. Lay my burdens, lay my burdens down. Letting the cares, letting the cares of this world not fade out. One thing I ask, one thing I ask, always oh, one thing that I see, that I may dwell in your house, oh Lord, my King, oh, 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 oh. all the days of my life, I want to gaze upon your beauty. And seek you in this holy place. All the days of my life, all the days of my life, I want to gaze upon your beauty and seek you in this holy place. One more time, all the days of my life. All the days of my life, I want to gaze upon your beauty and seek you in this holy place. Heavenly Father, we ask for your grace. We ask that you would open our eyes to know the symptoms, Lord. That indicate that we are on our way to backsliding or we've backslidden. Open our eyes for your people perish for lack of knowledge. But you have opened our eyes and our understanding to things that, oh God, we must look out for. There are many more, but you have opened our eyes to the basic ones that we need to look out for. That would help us to have the staying power. That all the days of our lives, we would dwell in your house and seek you in this holy place. We honor you and we bless you, Lord. Strengthen our Christian life. Strengthen them that are weak, them that cannot pray, them that cannot fast. I pray, oh God, for rejuvenation, revitalization, oh God. Stir up our spirit. Cleanse our soul out of things that will cause us to backslide. And may we fix our eyes on you. May we look to you. Deliver us, oh God, from Christian surprises. Shocks, oh God, that we see day to day from one another, knowing that we are all weaker vessels, Lord. People that are not worthy, but you choose the, you choose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you, and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Belrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.